Hi, and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin. I just want to apologize for the missed episode from last week. I was having some technological uh, issues. And so um, the episode that I thought I put out last week uh, didn't get put out and wasn't actually recorded. So there actually was no episode, which I thought there was. But in any case, here we are. Uh, I'm going to make up for last week's missed episode sometime later this week, as well as a bonus episode. So on today's podcast, I wanted to just share some of my thoughts on um, workspaces, uh, toxic behaviors in the work environment, and uh, so on and so forth. So let's jump right in. So uh, as some of you may know, I was formerly working in uh, the corporate industry where I was um, climbing up um, the corporate ladder and I had experienced um, near the tail end of my uh, tenure at my former workplace. Um, so I observed some toxic behaviors, some devastating, I guess, workplace bullying, things of that nature. So I want to talk about my top five recommendations on how to manage toxic people, toxic work environments, and possibly change for the better the behaviors of those individuals. So let's, let's all talk about, we all met one of them uh, toxic managers. Toxic managers, sometimes they appear to have a Napoleon complex. They have obviously um, huge inadequacies to make up. And so oftentimes they will uh, assert their authority. They will um, diminish people and they will uh, at times mock. Uh, outright just simply bully people into what they want them to do. I apologize for some of the background noise if you could hear it. Uh, I have some construction taking place almost right outside my apartment so um, bear with me here. So toxic managers, um, what do we do? How do we protect ourselves? Who do we go to? So I found a lot of these toxic work environments there's often more ego and pride that over overbear logic, um, human decency, uh, so on and so forth. And so I find that in the event that you want to report your toxic manager for creating a negative environment and you go go up the go up the ranks, go up to their superior, their manager, who they report to, and, uh, you know, establish some dialogue around the concerns you have for the toxic environment, toxic behavior, or the just the sheer bullying that your manager uh, created or creates. Oftentimes, the individuals that they report to, they also have a degree of ego or um, pride 
that is unwarranted and they will often protect the perpetrator in question. And so in the end, by you reporting them, you it, it appears as though you're shooting yourself in the foot because even their manager is protecting them. And eventually, and I've seen this firsthand, they will conspire to remove you, even though you're still performing adequately, you're still doing your job, you're still meeting expectations, perhaps exceeding expectations, and you just don't agree with um, the negative um, environment that your manager creates. I've seen this firsthand where higher-ups, managers, individuals that you expect to hold, uphold a certain standard of uh, a good work environment will often side with uh, the toxic individual and then eventually remove you. What do you do to protect yourself? So the first thing, the number one thing that I would recommend you do is journal. It takes no more than five, 10 minutes. You're not writing you know, huge lengthy essays unless you want to, but you're really just identifying three things. So the three things you're identifying is how you felt that day, right? Were you mad? Were you sad? Were you angry? Were you experiencing anxiety? Were you happy? Were you joyful? Were you motivated? Any one of those adjectives or adverbs. The second thing you want to know is um, any key instances that occurred that day, whether they be good or bad, whether, whether you had uh, a momentous, uh, very um, inspiring experience, um, fulfilling, something that you did that was, that felt accomplished, successful, or vice versa. Did you feel diminished? Did you feel attacked? Were you um, disregarded, ignored, silenced, bullied, whatever? And the third thing is describing the scenario. So I guess the second and the third thing is paired together. So those are three things that you just must always identify in a journal, a work journal. And it's no different from a personal journal because how much time do you spend at work, right? You spend uh, a good part of your life with your colleagues or at home for those that are working from home these days and you're still perhaps reporting to your manager. Now, this will protect you. So this is the first of the five items that I'm going to be speaking to. So the first thing is journaling and I give you three important points to always jot down while you're journaling. You don't want to identify names, client names. Um, you can identify your direct manager but obviously you want to take the necessary um, precautions in protecting client information, um, internal work information, things of that nature. So you want to be a little bit vague when it comes to technical items relating to internal information, relating to your work, uh, customer information, so on and so forth. Now, the second thing of the five things that you want to implement to protect yourself is identifying the chain of commands and noting the various contact information for people that you can go to and speak to, whether that be your human resources, um, whether that be 
um, someone that works in corporate office, perhaps that although may you may not report to or may not that you can befriend, that you know that you can you can trust and speak to about concerns that they themselves will support you in, right? So having having backup contact information, right? Whether it's a colleague, whether it's um, a friend that works in a different department, having those allies are going to help you. Um, so that's the second thing. Having the third thing, the third thing is always have a contingency plan. And a contingency plan could be um, up to, I would say, uh, two degrees. And by two degrees, what I mean is the first degree might be, um, well, if if you're unable to uh, continue working in whatever toxic environment you are in, are there alternative departments or alternative um lateral positions or jobs that you can move into within the company um, that you perhaps even take a pay cut and uh, take a, a former position that you held um, that you were thriving in, right? Uh, the second degree would be to uh, look at alternative uh, forms of employment outside of your immediate company or your uh, immediate position or you know, outside of your um, your everyday, whether it be a totally different position, I would recommend it would be a lot easier if it's something related to the industry that you're in, and uh, and making sure to have an updated resume. Um, I would say, depending on the amount of time you have within the existing company that you're working for, or the existing job that you're in, to have an updated resume at least once every six months. So that's updating your resume at least two times a year, or at the very least once a year. So in the event that you speculate your uh, your future is uncertain as far as employment, you have that backup resume that's up to date, and you can start just sending out, just spamming from your various LinkedIn accounts or those uh, job resources, those job platforms, Workopolis, so on and so forth, right? I just realized I say so on and so forth quite a bit. Maybe I'll switch that up to et cetera, et cetera. So then those are three things out of the five. Journaling, having allies, having contingencies. The fourth thing is um, protecting yourself as far as performing. In today's day and age, sales appears to be outside of um, science, technology, the STEM fields, and the various AI-related or technology-related coding, computer science-related um, methodologies of, of employment, sales appears to me to be the number one aspect of a role that will secure your position. For example, I know an instance where in which an individual rose quite quickly up the corporate ladder due to his very tireless, ambitious, and strategic sales technique and trickling that down to the various teams that he managed. As a result, when my company decided to reduce the number of, I guess you could say, area managers, this individual 
without having uh, a significant amount of uh, educational background, where in which business and uh, master's degrees in business and things of that nature were almost like mandatory, this one individual who lacked that educational aspect was given the opportunity to become a vice president because of his ability to sell. So the fourth point I'm gonna make as far as protecting yourself is making yourself such an incredible asset to the company that they cannot justify uh, removing you. You're too valuable. You're doing too well, right? And finally, the fifth thing, although it doesn't sound as though it's perhaps protecting you from company is the freedom and the responsibility to protect yourself, your mental health, your physical health at times to uh, remove yourself from your environment. So that is again, to simply uh, resign or, um, or, or quit in some instances your position. So those are five examples that will protect you from toxic managers, toxic work environments, toxic colleagues, um, negative uh, energy vampires, you name it. So those are five things. That is journaling, journaling three things, specifically how you felt, significant moments, and describing that significant moment. The second thing is having allies, having individuals that you can confide in that work within the same company, whether they be in a different department or senior managers or corporate presidents, vice presidents, whoever, that you have, you can create a relationship with that you know you can go to for support. The third thing is having contingencies where in which you could move laterally, you could perhaps go to your former position within the same company, or even look elsewhere. The fourth thing is ensuring you're protecting yourself by way of your performance, your key performance indicators, uh, making yourself an asset to the company so valuable that they're unable to um, uh, force you to resign or, or terminate you. And the fifth thing, is having the power and knowing when to walk away. Because sometimes a toxic environment isn't everyone else. It could simply be you. It could simply be the fact that you signed up for something that wasn't quite a fit for you. It's, it's just not who you are as far as your personality or what makes you thrive. And so it could be that having the maturity and responsibility to walk away while ensuring that your basic immediate needs are going to be looked after uh, for at least three to six months. I would even go as far as to say a year. So those are the top five things in terms of um, managing a toxic work environment or a toxic manager things of that nature. So on that note, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in a couple of days. Thanks.